0: It's funny. People always be like, don't forget about the little people. It's like, why do they refer themselves as little anyway, you know? Why don't you just get big with me? You know? They can see it in my eyes. Greetings and salutations, folks. Welcome to another episode of John's Untitled Podcast, a partner of MoshpitNation.com. This week's guest is the incomparable Des Fafara of Devil Driver and Coal Chamber. Dude couldn't have been nicer. Uh, I was really looking forward to getting this chat done. And, uh, you know, I was kind of a little bit worried. He was doing a couple of days of pressers, uh, long, long days of press. And uh, interestingly enough, as you'll hear right in the beginning of the conversation, uh, Forbes Magazine was talking to him before... I got to talk to him, which uh, I don't think uh, I will ever have someone tell me that they were talking to Forbes magazine before me. Uh, so that was a little bit surreal in addition to talking with Dez. Um, I had met Dez once before in person, and uh, that was the year that Osfest was free and the double driver was on it. And the dude couldn't have been more hospitable and nice even back then. So uh, it was really great getting to chat with him now all these years later in a different capacity uh, for the podcast. Uh, they are currently... Getting ready to drop their newest album, their Outlaws country album called Outlaws Till the End, out July 6th, which is this Friday when you're hearing this. Out via Napalm Records. Uh, has such guests as Randy and Mark from Lamb of God, Brock from 36 Crazy Vist, Lee fucking Ving from Fear. It is a crushingly heavy album. Uh, I can't wait for everybody else to finally hear this record. They've been piping the shit out of this thing, and, and for rightful reasons. It is a really great record and i think honestly if people were to just if they Devil driver were to just drop this and not tell you that it was a covers record i don't honestly think people would know it just sounds like a devil driver record a really fucking heavy devil driver record um so i'm really looking forward to everyone finally getting to hear this record and to uh you know start bumping these songs maybe live Uh, i'm going to be seeing them at the incarceration festival as well as uh I haven't decided if I'm going to try to make it to the show that they have at the Music Factory in Battle Creek, but I'm hoping they get to uh, dust off some of these songs and uh, give them a live performance and, and see how the crowd responds to some of these songs along with uh, such classic staples as "Swinging the Dead and... All the other classic Devil Driver hits. Speaking of introducing new songs, I want to introduce this episode's sponsor, which is a band called Foxbat out of Louisville, Kentucky. They wanted me to premiere a new song, Slow Strut, off of their upcoming album Rot Gut, out August 3rd via Core Sample Records. This album was produced by Jordan Haynes of Artifacts Perio. And pre orders for the record are live now over at www.foxbat.com. The album will be available in both vinyl and CD formats. We love having new sponsors on the show, and uh, very much like it was when I uh, used to book shows, uh, I always love finding different interesting bands to play for people uh, in hopes that maybe it becomes a new favorite band of theirs. So want to thank uh, the guys for reaching out to me to sponsor this episode. And you're going to hear them over the course of a few episodes uh, upcoming on this podcast. So you're going to get to know those guys so go on over there pre-order the new album if you like this song again this is going to be slow strut off of rot gut out again august 3rd via core sample records so we're going to listen to slow strut by fox bat and then right into my conversation with des Fafara of devil driver
1: Ever happens, but I was on the phone with Forbes magazine, and I gotta be honest with you, I'm not gonna cut them off.
0: Oh, no, for sure. I saw your tweet about it, and I was like, damn, uh, got some fucking baller status going on with that,
1: right? Well, the Oracle management is uh, it's just taking off, um, there's all sorts of partners involved, and this thing is just getting to a point now where people actually start to see that it's gonna, you know, it's gonna be in the movers and shakers column kind of thing, where uh, you know, we're kind of the entrepreneurs of what's the future right now is what they just said and they're really interested on where we want to take the company and what we want to do with it and yeah so so yeah i apologize for being 20 minutes late let's go ahead and go
0: <laughs> no worries man forbes is uh, way more important than me
1: <laughs> no 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 not to place importance on one publication over the other it's just that simply uh, i've never talked to forbes uh and i consider myself a hell of a businessman and i run five companies so well, I'm definitely gonna get
0: to one of those later on in the in the chat too. So,
1: yeah, yeah. So it was just definitely about time they called. <laughs> <laughs> no worries.
0: Um, so I'll just get right into it then. Cool. So I have the pleasure of talking with Dez of Devil Driver. Uh, they are getting ready to release a new album, Outlaws Till the End, out July six via Napalm Records.
1: How are you doing, Dez? Uh, I'm doing fantastic, man. Been up since uh, about five a.m. and I'm in the office working my ass off today.
0: <laughs> Sounded like uh, from, like I said, reading all your tweets earlier and the last uh, bunch of pressers and so forth. Just
1: uh, we, we've been up here in the office working and then did some other interviews and we're on with you. So
0: awesome. Well, thank you very much for taking the time. I'll get right into it with you. Um, so, how did the concept for this cover's record really come to be?
1: What had happened uh, initially was we had an off day on a tour. We walked into, I guess it was the Mall of America, all of us, uh, after a big meal. And we took one of those cowboy photos Okay, uh, where everybody was all dressed up. And it hit me about two weeks down the line. I, opened, I had that thing in the back of the tour bus uh, all wrapped up. And I opened the, the cupboard and I saw it about two weeks later. And I was like, you know what? I'm back here listening you know, to Johnny Cash before the show. We just listened to Willie Nelson before the show. I keep hearing these songs heavy for the last ten years, and or you know since I was a child, actually. Okay. And it's like, look, this is an obvious. This is something we should do. Uh, I think you know we need to shake things up. Let's uh, let's let everybody in on what's already known, which is that uh, heavy metal people listen to outlaw country. I mean, if you're tailgating outside my bus, I'm going to hear Metallica into Pantera. Into, into Johnny Cash, into Slayer, into Willie Nelson, you know, into into Waylon Jennings. I mean, and that's what I grew up around when I started doing with bands like Pantera, when I went out on things like the Oz Fest. And, you know, I'm the kind of guy who walks through uh, walks through the camps and everything and, you know, goes and talks to people when they're tailgating. I mean, I come from a very blue collar working class background, you know, so that's just part and parcel part of me. And, and I would be sitting there having a beer when I, when I used, when I used to drink, I'm sober now, but when i having a beer and, you know, oh, you like this, man? I fucking love Will Nelson. And, you know, here's the long haired dude, completely covered in tattoos with a Slayer shirt on going, fuck, I love this song. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that's how it all came together. It was like, uh, comp, it was like, carpen, uh, like, what is the word? Yeah, uh, it just needed to be done, man. You know, it needed to be done.
0: So something I, you know, when kind of prepping for this interview and something I was thinking of, you know, reading the comments uh, leading up to, you know, the announcement of this record and so forth, you know, which they always tell you don't read the comments. But it was kind of interesting going through and reading some of them and almost having it feel like when Double Driver was first announced and everyone kind of wondering how it was going to sound in comparison to Cold Chamber. Have you
1: found that this is kind of a similar scenario for you? Oh, people could not wrap their head around this, man. they I mean, the only people that really wrapped their head around it was my wife and I and the band. And even they didn't know how many guests were going to be on it and what was really going to happen with it. But I'll tell you, like when you tell your label, and they're from Austria, that you <laughs> want to cover outlaw country heavy metal songs and make them heavy metal and put them out – for them to even come forth with a yes was incredible. But then for them to back the project and even them, when they heard the first couple songs, they were like, Oh, we get it. like, they actually thought previously to the record deal. Like as we were signing that I was going to go do country tunes over Devil driver that I was going to sing country. They and didn't God even, bless, God bless Napalm Records. <laughs> they were like, whatever the fuck you want to do, Des, we believe in you. Uh, as much as you believe in yourself and then when they got the songs obviously you know the first song they heard was ghost riders okay. with me john carter cash anna cash and uh, randy from lamb of god and they were like oh fuck you know
0: it i guess it's kind of interesting now because with you know you have like a musician like john five who always praises you know you know his chicken picking style and so forth and always being an unabashedly fan of uh country music and so forth so even yeah. you know with like aaron lewis having kind of left the stain thing to do more traditional country i was i would kind of call it but i mean you have you know mainstream success of someone like chris stapleton who's kind of going back to that throwback country sound do
1: you feel like it was just the right time to kind of to do this you know man <laughs> i want you to get into this conversation man you can't talk about look everybody loves chris stapleton oh, you I, know what yeah. i'm saying but like he's fucking pop like I like I go to Jamie Johnson, man. Okay. If you want outlaw, go listen to Jamie Johnson. It's like Chris Stapleton to me sounds like Brad Paisley just tried to outlaw it up a little bit. I'm sorry, I don't it was think- just
0: more the mainstream level of like someone right. kind of not being so. I, don't, I can't necessarily come up with an artist off top well, of my head. Well, you know,
1: head, hey, it's, it's because he showed up in a long black duster with long hair and a beard and a cowboy hat, right? Right. But, but listen to the music. It's so fucking far from outlaw, dude. So you know what? I have to sit at my, like, relatives' uh, barbecues and shit while they listen to Chris Stapleton all day long. And I'm like, <laughs> if you don't put in Hank 3 or you don't put Jamie Johnson or you don't put John Carter Cash in, I'm fucking out of here, man. Like... Um, and I'm sure Chris is a great guy. I'm just I'm just saying he's on the pop end of things. So we didn't touch any of those artists for this for this thing. We went we went straight for what we thought was either outlaw like uh, Willie, Waylon, Cash, or what was severely out there and diverse uh, like "Dad's Gonna Kill Me," the song "Dad's Gonna Kill Me." Right. So. You know, and that's obviously anti-war, anti-violence at home. There's some, there's, you know, the lyrics to that are fucking intense. And I didn't even know if I wanted to do that song. That was, um, Mike Spreitzer brought that in. And when I saw it, it had like 42 million views. I was like, Jesus, somebody's listening to this, right? Right. Uh, But we just wanted to attack the Outlaw Country genre, put it together with heavy metal, which I think we did very well. And the lyrics of Outlaw Country are so poignant, so real, so authentic that and I say this in our EPKS. It's like a lot of metal is singing about shit I, you know, like I've never seen a fucking dragon. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like yeah. and I, you know, I've never, I've never lived through a fucking Viking war. So like, I don't fucking, I can't listen to it. It doesn't touch me. It's not, not hitting my heart. Right. right. It's like so. Let's do something poignant and lyrically real. And you can't get any more lyrically real than the the true outlaw country uh, artists. And if you've got a rebel in you, which I have in me, then you definitely want to do something different. And um, this is what this is. This is Devil Driver simply doing what I've done my whole life is fucking rage against the system, rebel against the system, do what they say can't be done, can't be done, won't be done, shouldn't be done. I had a, a very powerful A&R guy that I'm good friends with uh, from another label say to me, Man, you should have made this a Dez record. This should have been your first solo. I don't know if this fits with the devil driver aesthetic. I don't know if this is going to be bad for your brand. And I remember the exact words out of my mouth. "Like, You fucking kidding me? You've known me for 25 years. Have I ever failed? And he's like, no. And I'm like, you'll see last week (laughs) I sent him the link. I sent him the link and I sent him all the artwork. And uh, I printed the email out, man, that he sent me because this is one of the most powerful people in the industry. And he sent me. I printed that email out and my wife had it framed within 24 hours and put it up in our office because it was like (laughs) it basically went like this. Should I ever not believe in you again? Should I ever not trust your tenacity, your drive and your will? Uh, You know, please let me have it, basically you know and this is a 65 year old man who's you know drives a rolls to fucking work and he's right. like should I not believe in you again let me have it and i was like oh i will <laughs> you know, i will and you know and 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 what's great about that conversation is 24 hours later that same gentleman called me and complimented me on the oracle management and what we've been doing over here and says that him and a lot of people in the industry have been watching what we're doing so these are these are killer conversations and this goes along with doing something like what devil driver is doing in outlaw country record where i love going against the grain man i was raised to go against the grain i mean when i put out cold paper that shit was against the grain when i put out devil driver like that was way against the grain for where i had come from but i follow i follow my passions i follow my loves i follow my beliefs and i love music i love business and i love art so i do all three of them with zeal
0: kind of speaking to making the art of this record what was the process like for you to pick the songs that would eventually make up this whole album
1: we were on tour at the time and uh, i basically wrote down four or five that i had to do like ghost riders whiskey river um then Needle came to the table with thousand miles from nowhere and mike came to the table with dad's gonna kill me uh and then it was like okay look you know uh you know are we gonna cover this song or are we gonna cover that so basically everybody put Five or six, seven, ten tunes down that they thought they wanted to do, and then we narrowed it down, you know, and just said, you know, let's narrow it down. Like, like for instance, I put out uh, Outlaw Man by the Eagles, Mm -hmm. and it's like, well, wait, are the Eagles outlaw country? Like, well, yeah, kind of, dude. Look at their fucking photos; they're all dressed like (laughs) cowboys. They're fucking. They're wearing they're wearing gun belts across them. You know, they're wearing bullet belts across their shoulders. Right. They're fucking doing total country music in the seventies. They're fucking they're getting in their, you know, they're getting in their private limos to to race each other in their (laughs) private jets, you know, like, yeah, that's, that's outlaw. I mean, when you're in a private jet trying to race the other guy in the private jet back to your place in Denver. So the first person that gets there can get the cocaine. That's about as outlaw as it gets. (laughs) Right. And so, yeah, so I picked outlaw man. And, and that's one of the ones that I didn't want. I didn't want any other guests. I had a lot of guests say that they wanted to do that with me. I said, not this is my song. I am an outlaw. I was raised an outlaw's son. You know, the highway is my legacy on the highway I will run. I was like, there's nobody that's going to sing that with me but me. I've been on the road for 25 years. So Um, I think people are going to love this record, man. We've been getting insane feedback I mean we had Rolling Stone as our partner for the release so that'll just tell you what's really happening you know
0: yeah I actually got the record about 40 minutes before we did this chat so I was kind of quickly going oh, through it did you hear it did you hear it yeah did hear it? I did uh, I was it was funny because like even though you guys have all collectively and on you know the adrenaline PR and like all the PR firms and so forth everyone was saying like it's surprisingly heavy and you know you read these things and you never know and then like upon listening to it, I was like fuck that is surprisingly heavy and wow that slide guitar on this like works really well and you know I was kind of wondering how some of the guests were going to come across like you know Brock with his distinct voice was interested to see how that song was going to be and was like nope fuck Brock fits really well on that song oh like, he it, killed
1: it I don't think with, without Brock's voice on, and I'm, Brock's a very close friend without Brock's voice on that song that wouldn't have been the the, the way that it was he fucking killed it like without Burton C. Bell's voice yeah uh, like on that, on that chorus it would have never been the song that it is here's the thing too man I was approached by several other people going, this is a perfect opportunity for Devil Driver. And I was like, what are you talking about? Well, this is a perfect opportunity. I mean, you guys do something with clean vocals, and you do something that's clean and, and can get on country radio and on active rock radio. Like, oh my god, you guys would be the biggest band. And I fucking slammed the phone down on every person <laughs> that ever fucking said that to me, man. I was just like, you don't get it. Are you heavily medicated? What the fuck are you saying? Like, like, okay, so I can sing my ass off, dude. Clean vocals. I can sing my fucking ass off. No problem, right? Right. Uh, but it didn't belong, man. Like, and when it did, it was like, hey, Neil, my guitar player, add some cleans to this. Okay, cool. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. But but I was approached going, "Hey man, if you guys do this right, if you come up with a hit country song, like and it goes uh, you know, it goes big on country radio, like it'll really make this band." And I just told that person on the other, "You fucking ruined my career. It's a good thing you're not my manager."
0: <laughs> you know, and and kind of speaking to having a lot of the guests and and kind of going down a different road proverbially that's not even a word uh (laughs) (laughs) proverbially yeah
1: i was trying to say compartmentalized right and i swear to god i fucking since i was by nine i can't get that word out
0: well like okay so two things real quick on that because i always find it funny i am a stickler for pronunciation and making sure i'm saying a word right and something that always kills me is when people say supposedly which is not a word uh, which just always kills me, and I'm like, oh, it's not a word. Do I correct you? And then I'm always like, never mind. Supposedly, I
1: check. It's okay, man. I'm a fucking writer, and I constantly write there as in there, the T H E R E for you for there. People oh, like, goddamn okay. it. <laughs> like, God it, Des. And I'm like, hey, man, I'm in a hurry. It says the same thing. Shut
0: right. up. <laughs> right. Uh, um, no, but I mean, I was gonna say, Jost is a, notorious for that on his podcast. So, like, saying a word and be like, is that a word? Sounds legit. I'm gonna go with it. So, right. um,
1: but I was gonna say, you know, in, in putting, uh, in putting this. I love record- that. I love that guy, by the way. Yeah, that's well- one of my. Yeah, that's one of the guys I fucking look to. Like he's got perseverance, not just to pun his, <laughs> rec, not to pun his record, but he's fucking that guy who he's gonna be here 10, 15 years from now, and I, I fucking, I think we both admire each other for the fact that we, we both are not going anywhere anytime soon and so yeah just you can't mention josh's name without me coming out of pocket and going i love that band man like every one of those dudes is the coolest so yeah yeah
0: they're we just um around here a couple of uh, weeks ago on that tour cool. and just fucking insane still never yeah. i'm always surprised and i don't know why <laughs> huh. Um, but as I say, you know, in, in putting this record together and obviously taking a song that already exists, but kind of putting your own spin on it, how long does it kind of take to really get your head wrapped around how it's supposed to sound to where you know when you hear it, you're like that's it, that's that's what we need to be doing.
1: Um, I I heard Whiskey River and I heard Ghost Riders in the Sky and I heard Whiskey River and I knew we were immediately onto it. Okay. They were de- – they were and we're going to do the word thing. They were devil driverized. <laughs> <laughs> you know? TM. And, and they had become devil driver. Um, and Randy from Lamb of God said it best. He was just supposed to be on Ghost Riders with us, and you'll see it in the EPK and in the interviews. He was just supposed to be on Ghost Riders. Ghost Riders. He's like, of course I'll be on Ghost Riders. like, well, dude, today, I mean, you came in four days early because we're going to surf and we're going to hang out, but today I'm getting ready to lay Whiskey River. You want to be on this song with me? And he's like, yeah, let me hear it. And he's like, dude, it's like a dark, I mean, his exact words were, when I heard it, it was like a dark throne tune. Okay. So, it's fucking, you know, and you you have Whiskey River, you have the record, so it's a black, It's almost basically a black metal tune, you know? Yeah, it um, is. I just wanted to make sure to go against everything that person said to me on the phone whereas like if you do devil driver light you could extend the career and make it so big and i was just like oh, <laughs> i got something for you baby and the knife is so sharp you won't even fucking feel it going
0: <laughs> um you know and speaking with to randy and, and a lot of the guests that are on it between brock and randy and mark from lamb of god as well and uh, Lee Fucking Ving, which I mean, when I saw oh, that he was gonna be on it, I was like, God damn it! And my wife, dude. like, when I was telling my wife about it, she was like, Ugh, Is that that annoying guy from Sound City? And I was like, No, he's not the annoying guy. To you, he maybe, but no, he is. Uh, he's a fucking beast, and uh, I was really stoked to see him pop up on this record. And
1: I mean, let me tell you, man. Let me tell you about Lee Ving. First of all, uh, I've been, and I'm gonna throw names, and I'm not, I'm not that guy. <laughs> but I've been, fortunate in, I've been fortunate enough to work alongside a lot of people. I've done songs with Ozzy mm-hmm. and Samo, Nikki 6. Like working with Lee Ving, like that's my hero. The first time I put my middle finger up to an abusive household that I had at home and left, I was 15 and I was wearing a fear shirt and fucking blue Doc Martin boots. So that's like a, that's like my hero. Okay, so the first time I got Lee on the phone, he spent the first 10 minutes singing Hank Williams songs to me, dude. That's awesome. Right. So what is that? You know what I mean? Uh, you know, how does that play out in a kid's life? Which at that point, I'm like a kid, I'm listening to leave Ink, sing Hank three on the phone. And here's my punk rock hero, you know? Um, but jamming with them was a totally fucking separate thing, too. Uh, people don't know this, man. schooled musician. Mother gave him a mandolin at a young age. Uh, loves blues, country, all of that. Has a fucking country band called Range War. Uh, people don't know this kind of shit, right? So you meet your heroes, you end up jamming with them, and you end up becoming friends, and you, you learn all this about them. That was, that was the thing for me, right? Like, what's going on here is... People used to jam with each other in the 70s. Right. You'll get up on stage, the Eagles, the this, that, everyone's jamming together. Like that all stopped. Now it's all fucking everything is, you know, eye against eye. It's all fucking me against everybody, every band against every band. It's like, no, man, I want to do something that is reeking of friendship, is reeking of realness, is is, 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 is reeking of. of over-the-top pushing boundaries and that's what this is exactly and then you start adding the guests i mean it was incredible when people started to come on so yeah lee coming on massive deal for me dude mark morton laying a fucking solo that's one of my favorite guitar players uh in the world actually uh and and one of my fucking homies i mean so uh having a guy like that on this was incredible you know and then randy on two songs and 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 there's a ton of guests that I asked that said they wanted to do it, but I uh, got caught up with things like Glenn Zanzig was the first one I asked. Oh shit. And, and he was the first one that was in Des I'm in. But then obviously all the misfit stuff started happening. <laughs> now he's, and I'm like, well, how, you know, how am I going to tell you to come sing this with me when you, you know, you're getting paid 2 million to play in the misfits tonight. So it's not going right. to, um, right. But I, I have no doubt that on volume two, uh, a, a friend like that will come around and, um, and, it's, and it was incredible for me along the road to uh, to talk to people that were like, dude, you know, I'm on tour during that time. But if you do another one, I'll be in, you know, like the Corey Taylors. Right. Like, I, I can't do it. I'm leaving with Stone Sour. But his exact words were like, I'll be one of the ones to push it for you. I'll help you push it. I was like, man, the camaraderie. Even okay, so that's what I was trying to accomplish: is the camaraderie of all of us jamming together. But what got accomplished was the camaraderie of everybody that wasn't even jamming on the project, saying that they were down for it, they were going to push it, and can't wait to fucking hear it. Uh, and it became, you know, a huge family affair.
0: Well, you kind of touched on one of the last questions I really wanted to talk about as far as this record, which was, you know, was there enough material to do potentially another one like songs that were left on the table? And then last part of that question was, do you see yourselves like kind of touring in support of this and kind of doing like a an interesting like evening with where you just kind of play, you know, a set of, you know, everything that's on the record and maybe some other stuff that hasn't made it on the record yet as
1: like a tour for this record? Uh, you really don't know. You're gonna see a lot of EPKs where everybody talks about that. Okay. Um, do do we play these songs on stage without guests? I, I don't think so. Uh, we could do like Outlaw Man or one, or the ones that me and Neil do, but I, this this isn't that project. This thing needs to exist with the guests. So uh, I am putting it to the label now, and it will be. You know, look, this thing, and I will. Let's go into it here. Two and a half years in the making, this thing was a fucking logistical nightmare. And kept me up, kept me up so many nights. It was incredible. Like, really a stressful fucking record to make. And nothing that comes easy is worth it, right? So right. whenever somebody says, oh, our record was so easy and fun to make, I'm like, I'm not even going to listen to it. It's going to suck. Because, <laughs> because our, our, our art should be hard to fucking come by. And I, I'm going to put it towards a label like this. I want to get in two buses. I want to get a crew. I want to get all the singers in one bus and a crew in another one. And I wanted to do four shows. I want to do Nashville, New York, LA, and Vegas. And I want to bring John Carter. I want to bring Lee Ving. I want to bring Wednesday. I want to bring everybody. I want to bring everyone. Now, how is that going to happen? Everyone's going to be off tour. It's going to take at least from, from this point now a year to, to, to get it together. Right. But I'm telling you, it's going to happen. And I, I, make, I make things happen. It's, you know, that's just what I do. So I'm going to make that, I'm going to make that happen. And why? Because I simply want to be on a bus with all my bros for four days. Fucking be
0: hilarious. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> you
0: know. Speaking of making things happen and uh, like you had mentioned earlier, just, you know, having a lot of business and a business mind, something I kind of wanted to talk about since I don't really hear you get to talk a lot about it is
1: Suncraft or Sun uh surfboards. Right. Maybe. Oh, you know what? Hold on. Hold on one second. Let me tell this. Sorry, bro. They kept. They've called like nine times. I don't know who they were. So, no uh, right. Well, I enjoy building. It's why I left Cold Chamber and started Devil Driver from the ground up. Got in a van and an RV and restarted because I enjoy the build. Uh, we started the Oracle Management because I enjoy the build because I enjoy building other artists' careers because I enjoy building. Right. And I think Sun Cult was part and parcel, me about uh, two years ago when i came home i had taken my first like pretty significant time off in about 20 years i had taken like six months off which for me was that's a lot (laughs) that's that's just insanity to say i'm going to be home and what i ended up doing is going back to my roots which were you know what am i going to do daily i'm sober so if i'm not gym guy or you know hanging with the family it's like i surf so i started surfing i started making boards uh, for the company, I started making apparel and, and from there, it really started to take off. You know, we launched an Instagram we and now we've made Randy from Lamb of God as a partner. My younger brother, Brian is a partner in the business. Um, I'm talking with uh, numerous mentors right now that have massive clothing lines, like 10, $12 million a- a year of clothing lines on how to get Suncult into big box stores, which is Macy's and Kohl's and, you know, uh, all that. And we've been talking to uh, numerous other surf shops that are uh, big, that are all around the country. Uh, I won't mention any names right now until it comes to fruition. So we're really going to see where that goes. Look, it's a lifestyle brand. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have shirts that say listen to heavy metal and surf, you know. Uh, and we're the only ones out there with that aesthetic, and on the beach, there's a ton of that happening: long hair, tattoos, and everyone's surfing. You know, so
0: yeah, it was kind of interesting because uh, you know, thinking of that kind of being your mo for the the brand, you know, obviously you said you had Randy involved, and you know, I've seen his posts on Instagram about it. But you know, it's you, there's actually kind of seemingly more people coming up in that that world that are in you know, heavy metal and also surf. Like, you know, Nick Hippa comes to mind from Woven War. Uh, who has been like a proponent of skate- or skateboarding, but uh, surfing for a long time. And so it's just one of those that it seems, it was almost like you saw the writing on the wall, like, well, I love this thing. And I also am in, in this and there are other people
1: like, why hasn't anyone kind of tried to marry these two? So, right. We're letting the music, uh, both Devil Driver, Lamb of God and Heavy Metal in itself. We're letting those things drive the company. Yeah. Um, and I think it's doing, it's doing wonderful. And, you know, too, it's like we did a soft launch last year through this year, and later on this year to next year, we're going to do the harder launch uh, and go for you know commercials and things like that, um, ads, etc. But it's we we needed it to grow. Look, you know what? I, how about this? I own shares in Blackcraft Clothing, and okay. I look I look up to Jim and Bobby as businessmen. They're great dudes. They're mentors. What they've done is absolutely fantastic with that brand, and so. What I realized is they let it grow organically, and that's how we're letting Sun cult is organically. You know, Randy wears the shirts on stage. Next thing you know, I wake up to, you know, however many orders the next morning. Right. Yeah,
0: yeah, I work for a screen printing company that does stuff for, like, Sun and Zoomies and Tilly's and all that stuff. So it's, like, constantly seeing, like, the ever-changing... Uh, trend in clothing over the last years of working.
1: Totally, so you see exactly where I want to be, those big box stores. Yeah. Uh, And and you see, you saw like Obey come in. Oh yeah. And Obey go out.
0: Yep, now it's back to Champion, weirdly enough.
1: yeah, Yeah, and you saw DC come in, and you saw DC go out. Yeah. I made that company fucking rich. I bought I've three sons. That's all they would fucking wear in the school <laughs> was DC. I'd buy D C shoes. i I'm like, why am I paying sixty bucks for a hat? Because it's D C dad. Yeah. God.
0: Yeah. And so- well the the flip side and I I'm d i am I know this is no secret to you, but it, it kills me like when uh we make stuff for like Drake's clothing company and they're printing on like the lowest end quality shirts. And, you know, that cost them like $2 a shirt blank or whatever. No, we don't
1: do that. We don't do that. Our stuff is extremely high quality. They're the softest shirts you'll ever wear. You'll want to sleep in a sun Cult shirt. We've had people tell us that. Our hoodies are extra soft. Uh, we're getting ready to launch a whole line of swim, swimwear, women's swimwear, after swimwear for women, uh, men's swim trunks. We're getting ready to launch, uh, you know, the, a new revolution that's going on in towels. There's big, huge round towels. We're launching those in like two weeks you know, we're doing a ton of work. I'm, I just put in uh, three surfboard orders this morning with different colors and stuff going on. So we're constantly edging that up as well. And that's another thing. If you go to the Sun Cult site, you'll see the boards. They're, they're just not your average boards. Yeah. You can get custom anything. You know, if you call me and you say, I want a board, I'm going to specify. That's why there's no prices. Right. Because I don't know. I don't know how tall you are, how heavy set you are. If you want to an 8.5 or a nine one or a 6.2, like all of this stuff affects the pricing. We are a custom company. Right. Um, you can get your daughter's face put on it if you want to. You know what
0: I mean? <laughs> right. No, I mean, and that's kind of the thing I've noticed about Suncult, though, and more where I was going with, like, the thing about Drake's clothing is that, like, they use shit-ass shirts, basically, and charge, like, almost $100 for a shirt, and you're like, that's outrageous.
1: <laughs> so it, well, you know what, man? I mean, look, his business model is obviously to rip people off. But yeah (laughs) but that's hey you know that and that's probably not him he probably does he he probably sees the checks from that clothing line but he probably has nothing to do with it i
0: mean there's been a few items that he's made that i've definitely when we did the small sample run like I help make them. And then a week later I see it on Instagram. I'm like, well, I touched that.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And look, uh, there, there's something about the business of apparel that I've always loved. If you can create an emblem, you can, can create, uh, a brand. If you can create a logo that is efficient to mm-hmm. move through the muck of society. And that's what we've created with the sun cult logo. I mean, it's a, it, the logo itself is, the, is the, uh, what we like to say is the million dollar prize. Right. You know, um, you know, and, and I'm and I'm talking with like you know Kevin Zinger who and, and Ivory Daniel who started SRH Clothing out of San Diego. Those guys are big mentors, man. They do massive business with that clothing line, and so I've been talking to them as well. Hey, what do I do here? What do I do there? And they say the same thing, man. It's lifestyle driven. Let the music and the lifestyle drive it, and it will succeed, and it is succeeding. So, you've got to work very hard, man. If you're running five companies, you got to be in the office at five a.m. <laughs> you know, I sleep five hours a night. That's it.
0: It's been more than I can say for a lot of people I deal with out on the West Coast.
1: <laughs> I mean, I got to be honest. I slept till eight this morning, and my wife's like, "My God, you slept for seven hours." I was like, "Yeah, it's difficult, but I did it."
0: <laughs> uh, one of my last uh, two questions for you: uh, I saw, you know, that the MC5 reunion tour is getting ready to go around, and you made a tweet about, uh, "Call me up. I want to do. I want to sing for this." You know, in, in who is
1: singing? Who is singing for it?
0: I don't know because it was just like Kim Fail from Soundgarden, which I thought that was pretty rad that he's in it. Uh, and I was quickly glancing over it when I, cause, uh, that tour is coming here to Grand Rapids. Uh, and so I was kind of looking into it, trying to figure out who is it going to be? Is there going to be like a, any announcement on who's singing? So I was kind of wondering that myself. And then I saw your tweet. So then I was like, you know, in today's day and age of like, you know, an Axl Rose filling in for, uh, ACDC, you know, if
1: you were to get that call to go out and do an MC five gig or
0: is there another band that you would really love to go out and
1: I've got I've got a picture of me wearing an MC five shirt seven years old. <laughs> I got into my parents' record collection and discovered them. They are punk rock. So and I was always that guy, like championed that kind of shit. So like yeah, I would go do it in a heartbeat. I don't know who's gonna be singing it, but they're not gonna be as good as me, call me. I mean, I don't care if that sounds pompous or arrogant or whatever. I'm just telling you, if you want to do the MC five and you want to do it fucking right, and you want to do it with energy and crazy on stage, like how they were, then you need to call the guy that can do it right. That guy's name is Jez Fafara.
0: Well, I think that's as good a place as any to to end this chat. Uh, I always like to have the guests plug their socials. Where can people find you and or Sun Colt stuff? And, uh,
1: Great. Go uh, well. You can go to Instagram. You can find Sun Cult official there. You can find the Oracle Management there. You can find Des Fafar there. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. You can. I don't have a Facebook. I never have. So anybody you're following on Des Facebook, <laughs> it's not me. <laughs> it's not me. And uh, you know, feel free to hit me up. I'm one of the guys who's definitely on social media, having conversations with people. Uh, I'm such a private person, really, that 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 outlet is good for me because I can sit, you know in my living room and talk to people.
0: <laughs> and then, uh, I always like to end these episodes with a song. I saw again, you tweeted that you were looking for new music to jam. So what's maybe something you would like to end the episode out to maybe something that would get people into a band or an artist they may not be aware of. Okay.
1: So, uh, this is not metal. This is kind of, uh, kind of when you want chill or you want a different vibe, but listen to Kavacon. Kavakon. K A V A K O N. They have three records out. It's, It's a, it's a, it's going to be, uh, it's your, it's your study music. It's your listening music to where you're, you're, you're chilling out. It's amazing stuff, man. Amazing.
0: And is there a specific song you'd like me to play or just anything? Uh,
1: palace of the tiger is, is incredible.
0: All right. Well, Des, thank you for your time. I will let you get back to, uh, whatever it is you have for
1: the rest of your busy day. And thank you very much for taking the time. Thank you very much. It's back into the office uh, for me until about midnight.
0: All right. Well, uh, hopefully we'll see you out on the road soon enough.
1: Take care, man. Thank you. Bye-bye.
0: So that was my chat with Des Fafara of Double Driver. Uh, I had a lot of fun talking to him. No, we went a little all over the place there at the end, talking about Sun Cult surfboards and business adventures and so forth. But you know, Des is a really interesting individual when it comes to those things. Like, yes, he is known for being a vocalist of two really successful bands, But, you know, kind of speaking back to when I said I had met him before on an OzFest, he was really excited about this wine that he had just made uh, after buying a vineyard, and let me try some. Um, At least I believe it was his. Uh, I believe that was the story he was saying, was that he had just recently bought a vineyard, him and his wife, and uh, that this was one of the first few batches that he had had, and he had brought it on the road. And uh, it was good. I wish it still existed, uh, because it was a nice red, and that's what I like. And uh, yeah, so I mean, I've known that he's always been a very business minded individual. So to see that he is successful having a management company, having a clothing company, a surfboard company, any and all endeavors that Des basically has put his mind to over the last, you know, 20 some odd years, it's been successful. Um, So for anyone to doubt that he would be successful in anything that he puts his mind to uh, is kind of foolish. So I definitely wanted to talk to him about that because I figure, Outside of Forbes, (laughs) maybe uh, not many people when they're talking to him about this Outlaws country record uh, are probably going to want to talk to him about those things. So wanted to say thanks again to Dez for taking the time to talk uh, with me a couple eh, of—it was about two months ago, I think, at this point when we did this chat. So like I said, I've been sitting on this for a while we um, would also like to thank our sponsors, uh, the ever present sponsor, The Bean Bastard. Uh, if you heard, listen to that episode I did with Nick DiPero of Night Versus, you heard me sipping on some, uh, some Bean Bastard Robo Cup. Uh, so if you would like to go follow them, uh, you can see them on Facebook and Instagram at The Bean Bastard. And if you would like to purchase some coffee yourself, uh, you can head over to TheBeanBastard.com. Uh, soon there will be a promo code. I got to get, uh, get a hold of Nick and uh, get him on that. Uh, I also got to work on a commercial. That will actually go in um, so that way you don't have to hear me say the same things over and over again. I um, would also like to thank Foxbat for sponsoring this episode. Uh, again, the song that you heard earlier was Slow Strut off of their upcoming album, Rot Gut, coming out August 3rd via Core Sample Records. Uh, if you would like to pre-order that via CD or vinyl, uh, they have both options. You can simply head over to www.foxbat.com. Uh, if you would like to find them on Facebook and so forth, uh, it's just simply Foxbat. Instagram is Foxbat Music, and I couldn't find them on Twitter And that's a shame, because I feel like every band should be on Twitter. Uh, Lots of fun stuff happens on Twitter. Uh, But if you would also like to go check out uh, other songs of theirs, you can go to foxbat.bandcamp.com. If you would like to follow all things Devil Driver, you can find them on Facebook, Instagram. All of those things, simply just find Devil Driver. Uh, It's pretty much going to pop them up. Uh, Again, they have a new record coming up, the Outlaws Country Cover record called Outlaws Till the End, out July 6th, which will be this Friday as of when this is posting via Napalm Records. Uh, again, the band is hitting the road uh, for a little bit, doing Incarceration Fest. They are playing some dates around Battle Creek and so forth uh, here in Michigan. So if they come around, go see them. Uh, and as obviously, as you heard speculated or not, uh, that there will be a second, uh, album of these Outlaw Countries, it would be fucking insane if they got Glenn Danzig and Corey Taylor and a slew of other people who weren't able to make it on this one, uh, does not detract or take away from anybody that was on this record currently for the first one, but, I mean, you put Glenn Danzig on anything, I'm probably gonna be very interested to see how it sounds, because, I mean, say what you want, dude's got a great voice, a very iconic voice, and honestly, if you think about this Outlaw's country record, I, I can't imagine him not just slaying that. So it'd be really fucking cool to hear Des and uh, Danzig on a track. I mean, Wow. And if you would like to keep up with our sponsor, Moshpit Nation, you can do such at moshpitnation.com. You can follow them on Facebook at facebook.com backslash pit nation, West capital M I. Find them on Instagram and Twitter simply at moshpitnation. And if you would like to keep up with me, you can do such at Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube over at Johnson Title Podcast. You can tweet at me at Johnson Title Pod, and you can email me at johnsontitlepod@gmail.com. at gmail.com. That's also a great way to get a hold of me if you would like to sponsor an co- upcoming episode. Uh, Message me for some rates. I can kind of let you know who is coming up that I have. And uh, yeah, let me help you sponsor your band's new song, an album release, or some upcoming shows, or a tour, or anything. Um, Anything you would like to have plugged. If you got a product, send me an email. johnsontitlepod at gmail.com. Let me help you. Um it's been kind of fun getting some of these people coming on to sponsor the podcast. I, I never really thought I would have sponsors, but uh, it's been a lot of fun working with Nick and the Bean Bastard and uh you heard Heart Sick uh a week ago and now doing some stuff with uh Foxbat. So definitely looking forward to uh getting some more people on here and working with some more people. So again, Johnson Title Pod and uh let's uh let's work together. And lastly, we always like to end these episodes with a song. And uh, I gotta say, Des picked a really interesting artist. Uh, Kavacon, I obviously ended up checking them out when I was getting this song. And it's not Palace of the Tiger, it's Palace of the Tiger Women. Uh, just a, a little quick correction. But I checked out some of the other songs uh, off of this same album, and uh, it's it's definitely interesting. There's a lot of... a uh, few different styles kind of fusing together, and uh, it was it's very soothing. Um, as I was kind of editing everything and getting this episode all squared away, uh, I found myself going to a few of their different songs so highly recommended like des said it's a it's a not heavy so if you're looking for something that's a little left of center maybe this is a this will be a new a new band that you might enjoy so without further ado this is Kabakon with palace of the tiger women i'll talk to you next week